Welcome to Beth and Jordan Rewatch. I'm Jordan, and I'm a nerd. And I'm Beth, and I'm also a nerd. For our show, we usually rewatch TV shows and movies that Beth and I have enjoyed and try to look at them with a fresh perspective. But for this season, we're going to be watching Loki, which neither of us have seen because it just came out. But we're both huge Marvel fans, so we're very excited to watch and chat about this show. Today we'll discuss Season 1, Episode 2, The Variant. So here we go. Episode 2, Beth. And... uh, I, gosh, I want to. I want to just get to it so quickly, but I guess we gotta, we gotta recap it. But holy cow, does everything? Oh, they're moving fast. Let's just say that for yeah. now. It does not take it any time to get right to the action. That's for sure. Um. So, so I can not beat around the bush and get to the juicy details. Beth, it's probably good for us to recap to everybody what the heck happened in this episode. Um. So, season two, episode two, the or season one, episode two, the variant. Uh, Beth, I'm going to give you one minute. I've got my eye on the clock to give us a recap of everything that happened. Are you ready? Let's do this. All right. Three, two, one, go. All right. So the episode starts off at a Renaissance fair in the 1980s, where we find that the same thing we have saw happen at the end of last episode is happening again. The variant is coming in and assaulting the Minutemen and, plan- and stealing their charges and leaving. But this time we are... We're following along with them so this time the the variant and or the loki variant and mobius go there they're kind of looking around trying to find out what's going on after um and loki kind of stalls for time but also has some good ideas it's hard to say which side of the field he's playing right now anyways they go back and uh mobius has a conversation with a lady whose name i don't remember about like oh no we can do this blah 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 sends loki to do some paperwork loki has a great idea he's like oh my god apocalypses that's where he's hiding um they do some mental wizardry find the apocalypse that they're going to and it's revealed that the loki is there and bombs the sacred timeline after like body hopping and loki is like a lady who looks like the 13th doctor it's crazy (laughs) That's like right on the minute, like right on the minute. Like, I'm running out of time. There's a lot of details. I, yeah. <laughs> we, we will get to all the details. I feel like, I think you've got basically everything. Um, yeah, I guess time hopping. To, uh, yeah. We'll get to. We'll get oh, to, I missed the Pompeii part, which was like my favorite part, but that's okay. Oh, Pompeii was so <laughs> great. It was so fun. Um, all right. It's all good. No, you're good. Um, so yeah. It was, it was good. It was right on the minute. We'll get be able to dig into all of the little details soon. Okay, we've been, we've been, it's time for the recap por- or for the analysis portion. We've basically been beat, like just trying to get right to this just because, oh my gosh, for the second episode in, we lit like literally we have just dropped a bomb um uh, <laughs> on what is happening uh and i'd be lying if i said that i didn't see this coming like of course they're collecting charms charges to bomb the sacred timeline it makes sense i did not expect it to happen in episode two and i feel right. like that's setting up for this to not go exactly how i expected it to oh no exactly right and honestly like like agreed like i think yeah i think a reasonable a reasonable person could see what what variant loki was doing by you know collecting the charges like obviously wanted to mess with the sacred timeline like i thought i guess i thought it was like oh is she like going to somehow erase the time lords um uh especially when the the minutemen that she captures 
like says like I sh- I told them where they are like I thought that somehow that meant like she told them where the she told them where the time lords are and somehow she's gonna wipe the time lords out and I was just like how could you even do that. Uh, so, and my thought was yeah. more of just ending the sacred timeline, like ending time. Like I thought it was going to be apocalyptic, Ooh. like, oh, we're stopping all of time for humanity forever. Like, and that's what bombing the sacred timeline does and why I thought it would be like an end of season. We've got to stop her from right. doing this kind of a thing instead of a, oh, by the way, there's a million different timelines now. And yeah. oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I completely agree. Like it, it felt like something that was like, I don't know if we're going by typical TV tropes, it felt like something that was going to be like at the end of the season, the ultimate climax, like a ticking time. I don't know. It had all of the tropes. It had the ticking time bomb, you know, it had all the stuff. And usually, I don't know if it was at the end of the season, like it didn't, it wouldn't have really mattered whether it, the plan failed or succeeded. Like it just would have seemed normally that's the sort of stuff we expect to happen at the end of the season. Instead it happened in episode two which is so interesting because everything we've set up about the TVA, which like so far we've kind of, you know, established as like, it's a, it's got a protagonistic role or it's, or it's, it's, it's an ally of the protagonist. It seems for now, for now, <laughs> um, maybe to be determined on that. Um, but like, I don't know, they have been, they've been, have been established as somewhat sympathetic, I guess, even though they are very like authoritarian and they're like, this is the timeline. Yeah. It's like um, you you don't necessarily like them, but you're going along with them. Like, we're almost in the same shoes as Loki right now. Like, he is not a TVA enthusiast or anything. He's just like, you serve my purposes for now, and we, the audience, feel the same way. Right. And and we've been told, like, this is the this is like the hot commodity on the market. And we've more or less been proven that that's true. And so we're like, okay, yeah, we, we, we dig it. We, we'll go with it. Um, yep. And so it's interesting because like the whole thing that got set up is we'll work for the TVA. It's almost like this crime, almost like an NCIS or a CSI, like this crime organization that we're working with. And all of a sudden it's just like, don't blow up that premise. Oh, not the premise, but blow up that working relationship entirely. Um, As Loki goes with, as it is revealed, Lady Loki, although I would like, I would argue that wasn't, and maybe maybe the internet somewhat spoiled this for me, but like I didn't feel like that was that big of a, a surprise. Um, I don't know if you caught this, but I noticed a lot of the use of the he pronoun. Like it just seemed like when they were talking about the variant, it was just oh, like they were of, like he is blah blah blah. Yeah, it was like a lot emphasis. Of, mm. Yeah, it was a lot of he does this, and he, like it's it's a property of him. And I was just like, it's Lady Loki, like. It was, <laughs> I don't know. It, it felt very like smack you in the face with like, we are going to be in the totally wrong direction. Unsurprise. It's a woman. See, my thought was, was that Loki wasn't going like the, the, the Loki they were chasing down. Wasn't going to be a Loki at all. I thought it was going to be an Ooh. end of season reveal that it wasn't actually Loki that they were having him chase. Interesting. But, yeah. So, so that, you, that kind of came out of nowhere for me too. <laughs> So you didn't even think we'd get revealed who the Loki was. No, I thought it was going to be a shadowy figure they were chasing. At the end, it was going to be revealed to be like Mobius or something. <laughs> like Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And I, uh, it'll be so interesting. Uh, and I guess I want to, I have a thought there that I want to save till the end of just like where this leaves each of our characters, but I want to save that, uh, save that till the end of our discussion. Uh, so right now, what I so and, and I don't know. Maybe this requires prediction. What do you think 
is Lady Loki's motivation? Oh, that's a good question. Because this, it requires a lot of speculation. Um, yeah. The only clues we have are she very clearly said, this has nothing to do with you. And I think we can believe that. This has nothing to do with Loki. Um, and I think we can believe that. So just given the, the clues, the only clues that we have really from this episode and the last episode, Loki by himself, so kind of skipping back a little bit, yeah. Loki found the description of Ragnarok. His right. 9,000 countrymen dying, and yes. he had a real emotional response to that. Correct, right. Even though later he's like, yes, very sad. Anyways, which <laughs> the, the, I knew I knew was going to happen because of the memes, but right, right. Um, I almost wonder whether Lady Loki's motivation is revenge against the timekeepers for allowing that to be the sacred timeline oh. and allowing her family to die. Interesting. That's a good, ooh, that's a good one. And so part of the whole plan could be reviving her timeline and maybe in a way doing a jailbreak, like freeing all the multiverses and all the timelines that could have been. Oh, that's, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because I can't, I I can't imagine she wouldn't have a little bit of anger against the timekeepers for deciding that her people needed to die for the sacred timeline to happen and that that is the correct outcome. Yeah. Oh, that's like, I'm almost like you say that and I'm almost certain it's true. (laughs) I hope so. That would be so much drama. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because then, and it would line up well with like, because the whole thing of Loki that works so well for him and his stories is there's not clear good and bad guys. Like when Loki makes an argument, like, you know, he's wrong, but he's got a point. Mm -hmm. Um, And And that's what makes him so compelling. Yes, exactly. And so that, and so, yeah, what you're talking about there would, oh, that would seem, hmm. I feel like, I feel like you've got to be right. I, I mean, you, I mean, we, you could be wrong. We have done, I promise, even though we are recording this when episode three is already out and we're going to rectify that soon by, <laughs> by putting out a bonus episode this week um, so that we can be totally caught up and nobody can accuse us of happening to know what's happening. Um, but anyway, like we are recording this with that. We've done a good job of not looking ahead. And so like, hmm, mm-hmm. I bet I, I I think you might be onto something there. Um, and it's another I, one of those things where if it is the case, I feel like we'll find about it next step out about it next episode where I feel like, cause I'm like, Oh, this will probably be like an end of season reveal. If this is, yeah, no, it'll happen next episode. It's going to happen now. So well, right, because, well, because lady Loki and regular Loki um, are like now on this, like in this same path together. And you would think, I don't know. You would think she left the door open for him on purpose. I don't. Oh, for sure. Right. If it's so, anything like our Loki, nothing is done unintentionally. Right. And so, and so it'll be interesting to see. Cause yeah, definitely a key part. We, I would think of next episode will be them bantering back and forth, which will be great. Um, and talking about their motivations. And of course she will be, they will both be coy and they're not going to be like, this is my motivation. They will cover it up with all sorts of lies and false starts. And then somehow we will, at the end of the episode, get it. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I feel like you've got to be right, but we'll see. We'll see if somehow it's uh, it's, it's not quite that. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting theme I saw throughout this episode. Uh, there's an interesting, unexpected, I would honestly say, um, it, uh, discussion on matters of faith. Uh, 
or that I thought was interesting because what ha- what happens is Mobius like basically Loki basically treats Mobius's regard for the TVA as if it's a religion, which is interesting um, because he's just like, well, you've never seen them Um, or you've never like, you know, he kind of does like all these things. Like, I don't know. I I feel like I felt like to me, it was a very obvious like religion faith argument because he basically says like, you know, he asks questions like what happens when it's over? Like, I don't know. he, He asks very like standard form faith, religion questions mm-hmm. um and it's very interesting because and then also mobius you know who kind of takes the place of a, a religious type um which fits his character he follows the letter of the law he has his desires and all this stuff um he is more of a religious type and he flips the question on loki like he doesn't you know your thoughts kind of require a certain amount of faith anyway sorry i'm rambling a little bit but it was i was an interesting uh, it was an interesting theme that i did not see the episode going yeah, I I honestly completely forgot about that conversation until you just brought it up. But that's a really interesting point. And I now that you mentioned it, yeah, I could totally see that. And, and especially like since like the timekeepers created the TVA, they created him to serve him right. in his, their image. Like, you know. <laughs> right. It's a very it's very heavy religious theme. And I mean, you see iconography of the timekeepers everywhere in whatever pocket dimension the TVA is in. So it's very much a religious following. Um and so I don't. And so I don't know. It's interesting. And the, whoever, because um, I forget her name too. The basically whoever is in charge of Mobius. Um, yeah, I don't remember her name, unfortunately. But she but. seems to have a. So is she acting in like a priestly role? She seems to have a direct connection to the Timekeepers. Um, so, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's it requ- It's a it's an interesting like amount of like their actions do require. Like, I think that's the interesting underlying tone is like whether or not it's a religion, their actions do require a certain underlying faith that whatever they are doing does, in fact, serve the greater the greater good and a better purpose, um, which I found to be an yeah. interesting, an interesting discussion. For sure, because for them, it's like if they start questioning whether the sacred timeline is good and righteous and pure and holy, what? has been the point of their lives what are yes. they doing this all for right exactly and i guess we'll, we'll we'll kind of find that out a little bit i'm I'm trying really hard not to be like what comes after this episode as far as the sick i want to i so want to keep that as the last thing we talk about because uh-huh. it, it's such a good note to end on um but, but it is somewhat like i guess we'll somewhat see what their role is gonna be now that it seems like the timeline is irreparably destroyed well not destroyed like it's still flowing fractured but the the branches are everywhere um it's so interesting and i'm sure like as i was preparing to recap this episode i saw some people had some screen grabs of like oh what mention what branches do they mention and so like some take place like in asgard some take place um like one was it one was in like uh portugal like in 1492 another one was hmm. in you know it's just all these little places so i'm sure it's like to the to the diehard marvel fans there's all sorts of jordan thoughts. diehard history fans they could explore so many alternate histories using right this. exactly oh right. my god <laughs> um so yeah it's but but i think the ones that like i think the the asgard one is interesting because that i think occurs in like 1990 or something i don't know actual people mm-hmm. who did the screen grabbing not me who's like i am a marvel fan but i'm not like that deep of a marvel fan will understand maybe the implications of that um but there but i don't know 
it'll be in- okay. I guess we do. We're going to get to this part now. What what comes next? Um, but it'll be interesting to see how this will tie in to all of these, you know, multiple universes. Um, you know, how does this, uh, you know, how does this tie in? You and I talked about last week how in comic books, like multiverse multiverses are standard, and to say there was one sacred timeline kind of seemed to go against that idea. Now we seem to kind of be opening up all of these multiverses. Um, how does that affect um, how the MCU kind of has been doing their thing? Because they've been acting basically on one standard timeline. Yeah. And there's a lot of weird alternate timeline stuff that goes down in comic books. Oh, for sure. Like, oh, even like all the different Spider-Mans. We, like we saw Into the Spider-Verse, yeah. right? Like, do we have the potential for Into the Spider-Verse for every single Marvel hero? <laughs> like, well, I, I mean, like you've lit. I mean, you've literally heard. I, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the rumors around like the new Spider-Man movie, but they've been talking about how they've been hiring on like Andrew Garfield and trying to be hiring on Tobey Maguire. Oh my I, god, I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, there. I mean, maybe that's how that. Maybe that's how that movie now can exist because of the actions we just saw in this episode. Who knows? Um, interesting. Yeah, it'll be really interesting, and it'll be like. What'll be interesting is now that the timeline has just blown up, what like what will the Time Lords do, if anything? I feel like they're too powerful to directly intervene now anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's one of those again, it seems like one of those things that you save until the end of the season. Um Yeah. And we know that last time all the timelines existed like this, there was a massive war because of it. Right. And that's the reason they were like, no, we can't do this. This is too ridiculous. We're trimming it all down. Like, is that what we're heading towards now? And maybe to follow up on your idea of why Lady like Lady Loki's motivations, does is there the potential for a war where Lady Loki is like, This is my like our timeline is the one that will exist? Is that a potential outcome? Um I don't know. It's 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 all speculation. We've only seen two episodes, but it's it's so interesting to think about. It is. Um, and now I'm really wanting to see like alternate histories. Like what if like, I don't know, like you said, uh, Portugal, 1942. What if Columbus's ship sank? 1492. Yeah. Like, yeah. is that yeah. what I said? 1942, 1492, same date. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, same thing, really. Yeah. Things yeah, like. Like, I like the Fallout video game system, which is, like, what if the transistor had never been, like, invented, and all of a sudden we have, like, really bulky, like, super futuristic technology and stuff. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah alternate exactly. history is my jam, so I'm really hoping they get to play with that a little bit more. Yeah, they got alternate history, and even just, like, I mean, just, even just little choices. So, like, it, you know, Asgard is mentioned as one of the branching points. So, like, one of them almost has to be, like, what if Ragnarok never happened? Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, there's just all these interesting little timelines that are going to open up. What if a different person got the Captain America Super Soldier Serum? Right. (gasps) Oh my god. In one universe, Peggy Carter becomes Captain Britain, I think, and gets the Super Soldier Serum. I would pay a million dollars to see that. (laughs) Okay, I'm just, like, going away with my theories now. Like, this is too much fun. (laughs) I mean, but that's it. That's, That's honestly, like... Having watched this episode and seeing how it ends, this is the world that is now open to us. And it'll be so interesting to see where they take it because they can't explore everything. Even Disney doesn't have the budget for that. Um, not yet. for one, not, yeah. Well, they don't own the <laughs> world yet. They are getting close. But um, <laughs> at least for one season of one TV show, they don't have that budget yet. Um, 
so yeah and and so like the last thing that i want to talk about is just so the last i just want to talk about the character of mobius really quickly yeah um, what do you think about him where do you think things are going with him i still don't trust him entirely because i trust him so much like they're setting him up as this good, like likable. He's on Loki's side. He's our, got our cor- like in our back. He's in our corner, blah, blah, blah. That's making me trust him less because I am yeah. a suspicious type and I am worried that they're going to pull a bait and switch. Like I said a few like minutes ago, I was worried from the beginning that he was going to be revealed to be the, the variant Loki they were tracking down or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know if I trust him, but I love him. Like he is such yeah. a quirky, fun, like amazing character that you can't help but like. i mean it's own wilson he's got that charm right yeah yeah, <laughs> like, yeah yeah absolutely and i and i would say that for now i'm on the mobius is a good guy train uh-huh um, he's i don't know he's charming me well um so i don't know but i but i think i don't know i think he is a character who will experience development because i mean i know some of it's kind of like very obvious loki is ca- uh, we were to do D and D stuff. Loki is almost chaotic neutral. Oh uh, yeah, that's exactly where I would put him. <laughs> and Mobi and Mobius is um oh crap what are the, what's what's the other one lawful, lawful good uh, lawf- yeah is lawful good um with a with a touch about- of lawful neutral exactly and so and so Loki is almost trying to pull him toward his chaotic new the chaotic side. Um, and so mm-hmm. he almost like almost trying to see if I almost, I want to see if there's this interaction where Mobius and he seems to be open to the idea of maybe maybe becoming chaotic good, but also like is very but is very like again almost religious to the TVA's ideals. So he's still too law. I don't know. It's interesting. I, I I think that I still feel like if I were to make a long term prediction, that still seems to me like something they're telegraphing as a storyline that's going to be happening. Yeah. Anything else about this this very wow episode? I, yeah, I just wanted to remark from like a filmmaking sort of perspective how horribly paced this could have been. Oh, Looking sure. back through the episode, there is so many so much time of it is de- devoted to two people sitting in a room talking with each other. And that could have been the most dry, boring viewing experience ever. But because they've established the universe and the pa- and the characters so well, and because the visuals are so interesting, like it was a delight to watch and completely flew by. So props to them for taking what could have been a really heavy exposition, sitting in a room talking to each other episode and making it so much fun. I would completely agree. to wrap up the episode as is tradition it is time to give it a rating and then eventually to make some predictions um so beth let's start with ratings though first talking about what we've just seen how do you rate uh, season one episode two the variant i am going to give this one a 4.3 I think the reason that it it took me a second. I do this. I do this off the cuff. You know me, Jordan. Right. Um, I think the reason that I didn't give it higher is because it was a, it was very much a lot of exposition. It was fun exposition and there was some decent character development, but it was a very exposition heavy episode. Um, The end like really bumped it up 
the emotional sort of weight of the characters. It was honestly a very fun episode, but, and obviously I think most of the fun of it has come from us speculating of like, what's going to happen next and less talking on the episode itself. (laughs) So uh, 4.3 for what it's setting up and what's coming next. And I gave it a 4.8. Like I, I mean, and granted the end of the episode, like boof, like, Def, like just cranked up the rating for me because otherwise it's just like it's a good episode but then when that re- when that ending happened it was just like oh my gosh um mm-hmm. and i you know i felt the oh my gosh um so to me like just it, it is as you said i think like for an episode like so we criticized vikings for sometimes moving too fast um and you could say like well isn't this doing the exact same thing but i would argue that this is doing that better like it's not like it's it's not like it hasn't taken time to breathe. It has taken time to breathe out because we're breathing out Mobius and Loki's relationship. Um, we're breathing out the role of the TVA. Uh, we've established all. We've established everything we needed to, and then we blew it up. So to me, I thought it was well paced, um, even though it feels like a lot happened in only two episodes. So I, I mm-hmm. went with four point eight, and I'm really intrigued. Um, yeah, with what's going to happen next. So because of that, that feeling I have of I want, I want to just go on to the next episode. That's why it gives me a 4.8. All right. Um, and now predictions time. Um, let me, I lost where I pulled it up. Um, so season one of Loki episode three is called Lamentous. Loki finds out the variants plans, but he has his own that will forever alter both of their destinies. Jordan, what do you think is going to happen next week? So I think the low-hanging fruit, um, and maybe it's not that low-hanging. I don't think these two are going to pair up permanent stuff, I feel, but I feel like that's low-hanging fruit. Like, I do think, especially based on that wording, like, it's a temporary alliance that will go awry, but that I'm not going to count that as my prediction. I just think, to me, that's obvious, or somewhat obvious. Um, I am going to go... Gosh, I don't want to. I, I can't steal your prediction. I don't want to steal a prediction you came up with as the prediction because that's not fair. You came up with it, and I feel like you're right. Um, so I will predict this. Um, we will find out that Lady Loki's ultimate goal is to rewrite a new timeline with her as the new Time Lord. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Um, so think? I kind of already gave one of my predictions earlier. The uh, whole Ragnarok itself is the reason why she is wanting to rewrite time. I, however, am going to say that Loki's like, yeah, I'm on board. That sounds like a good idea. And he and her, like the two of them actually will start teaming up and working against the TVA. So you so you think the alliance will will be permanent? Yes. Interesting. All right, or at least permanent for an episode or two. Okay. I can't, I can't trust either one of them too right. much. But no, they're that's... gonna, they're gonna team up and start trying to actively dismember the TVA this episode. Gotcha. Okay, awesome. And you will not have to wait long to hear our analysis and finding out whether or not our predictions are true. Like we said, we will do a bonus episode this week so that we can get caught up, um, and then we will go back to our weekly rotation so that we can be on track with getting our episodes out before the next episode drops. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Beth and Jordan Rewatch, where we rewatch our favorite movies and shows and discuss what we love about them. 
You can find all of our episodes on anchor.fm slash BJ Rewatch or on Spotify at Beth and Jordan Rewatch.